So What is a podcast from the Gathering at Crossings Community Church. This podcast exists to help young adults navigate real life and cultural topics in light of what the Bible says. The Gathering meets weekly on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. at Crossings Community Church. It is a place for young adults in their 20s and 30s to belong and be known and become like Christ. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to So What? We're glad you're here. Thanks for tuning in. Today we're going to talk a little bit more about what Oakley mentioned um, a few weeks ago in our Quarter Life Crisis series about decision making. So if you missed that, make sure to go back and listen to it on our Spotify or on our website. But today we're going to talk about So What About Decision Making? But to enter that, I have a question for you guys because I just want to know. There are two kinds of people in this world, I'm convinced. People who make decisions about where to eat, people that refuse to make decisions about where to eat. So which one are you? Andy, go first. I am the decision maker. But I've learned to make decisions wisely. Ah, <laughs> as, it, as it pertains to not my family, but when I take Taylor out for dinner. So I will. I would always, where do you want to go? Her answer, I don't care, wherever. My blood boils when I hear that answer because I'm like, I, like that's the non-answer. So what I've learned to do is, well, in my snarkiness at one point, I'm like, great, we'll go to McDonald's. And of course, like, <laughs> How'd that go oh, over? I don't want to go. Like, all right. So now what I say is, where do you want to eat? Is there anything that you don't want? And so, yeah, then she'll say, well, I don't, not really feeling this or this. And then it's much easier to make the decision. There you go. Boom. Okay. Yeah, I, I can, I can tell you where I want to go eat. I'm not that indecisive. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I probably can relate to Taylor a little bit. If I don't want to go somewhere, I'll be more vocal about that than if I really want to go somewhere. Usually I am pretty open, but yeah, I can make a decision. Where's your go-to? Go-to, if we're going out like on Friday night, getting some dinner, halls every single time. All, All right, you guys, you heard it. Go uh, go crash Lewis and Oakley's date we'll Friday nights. Go to Hall's Pizza. <laughs> High chance you'll see them there. High chance. <laughs> what about you, Paige? Oh, I'm for sure the food decision maker. Food decision. I, when people can't make decisions, it really grinds my gears. Like, we like, well, nah. I'm like, it's one meal out of three. Just pick place. We'll go. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so, yeah, that's for sure. For sure me. I'm also and, a Halls girl. So, you'll probably see me and Oakley just at Halls given Friday. Or just, Waffle House. Uh, Waffle House. <laughs> you will not see me there. You will Listen, not see me there. <laughs> hash browns covered and smothered in a side of bacon. It is the best any time of day. And that's always I, a poor decision, but it no, feels right at the time. That's not true. Doesn't Hank love Waffle House? Yes. See? Yeah. Hank he knows. Does. He gets it. How old is Hank? I don't feel like that's pertinent. Uh, he is 11. <laughs> it <laughs> takes one, me a minute. Just wondering. <laughs> it takes me a minute. Sorry. Anyways. Really to put you anyways. Right, let's go. Feel let's move fast. My bad parenting. My Waffle House love. <laughs> anyways. So we're just going to kind of dive right in. I think the heart of this podcast is kind of go a little bit deeper, like we were saying, into Oakley's lesson and what she was talking about and just kind of answer some of the questions that we have around decision making because in your 20s and 30s, that feels like all you're doing is making decisions mm -hmm. one way or the other. And so our first and question— And they all feel life-altering. Life mm -hmm. or death. Yeah. This was going to ruin yep. my life or it's going to make my life. And yep. There is no in-between, which is not true. Spoiler alert. But um, the first question is, why do you think that we put off making decisions? First thing that comes to my mind is because we don't want to screw up our life. Yeah. And if we make a decision, it's like you're you're putting it in cement. And now it's like, okay, I, it's my fault if I make the wrong decision. So I think a lot of it just comes from a fear of screwing up our life. And I think what – I think it's a very – I mean, I still feel that. I still mm -hmm. feel that. That 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 is a feeling that never goes away because I think we – we naturally want control. We naturally want things to go well, which that's not bad. I want things to go well for you guys. I want things to go well for my friends. I want things to go well for me. So I think that 
that's usually why we are. It's hard to make decisions as we we actually trust ourselves way too much. And and I think Oakley, you this was maybe one of your last points was like we cannot screw up God's will for our life. Um, God is going to accomplish what he's going to accomplish and he's going to do what he's going to do. Now we can make decisions that either go with that or go against it. And, but he's still going to accomplish it. Um, and so that, that's my short answer. I think we just, we're, we want control. We're scared, which are legit. And I know in my just different decisions I've made in my past, I kind of want to keep putting it off because I'm like, maybe tomorrow the Lord's going to give me more clarity than uh, I feel like I have received yeah. today. So, so when one it goes more wrong, day, you're not to blame. It's one the more Lord's day. Fault. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one more day. I'll just wait it out, you know, yep. keep keep thinking and and keep praying. And ultimately, that is just me kind of procrastinating, actually moving forward and making a decision and just wanting that that concrete clarity that I think we so often desire that we can feel so often eludes us when we're making a decision instead of just trusting what is in God's word, trusting his character and what is truth, and then moving forward appropriately. So I think that's when we're facing decisions that maybe we don't know which way to move, if it's right or wrong or, you know, whatever the case may be. But I think another spinoff of this is sometimes there are decisions that we know we need to step into, such as this is going to make me look more like Christ. This is going to help me love others better. And we don't want to move towards that because our feelings don't match up with that. Mm. You know, we don't yeah. feel like we want to move towards that. It might be uncomfortable. It might be hard. And so we can chalk up a million different excuses in our minds to and not just say yes. really good. Yeah, yeah. to make them sound, sound really good. holy. Like, I'm just waiting to a word from the Lord. Like, I'm just going to wait. pray about that for a little while. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then all reality, it's like, okay, there's, there's probably a lot of good reasons why maybe you shouldn't step into this in your mind. But in all reality, when we boil it down to you, what is at the heart of the matter? Am I being disobedient ultimately and yeah. not moving forward in this, even if my feelings don't match up with it? You know, I just, I think about in my own life times whenever like I'm called to be kind to someone or I'm called to be selfless and everything in me does not want to be selfless or kind. It wants to preserve my own feelings or my own thoughts and take care of Oakley instead of take care of the other. Well, is that really the heart of the Lord for me? No. Yeah. The decision's pretty clear, but I can think of all of the justifications of why I wouldn't do X, Y, or Z because this person hurt me or because I don't want to do this in this given moment, you know? Yeah, so there's absolutely. a million spinoffs of that as well. There's yeah. also there's well, also just that that little nuance that we're all wired different. Yeah. Like some people love change and they, they're like, let's go, adventure, adrenaline. Then there are other people, such as myself, that we love <laughs> security and certainty. And so we are very, very slow to make decisions because I want security. I want to know some guarantees before I make that decision, which inevitably is a lack of faith on my part that I'm trusting my eyes and my wisdom more than I am the Lord. And so, you know, I think go back to that, you know, Jesus in the storm and, and uh, the disciples are freaking out. And what does Jesus say? Oh, you have little faith. Where is your yeah. faith? Do you? You knew to come to me. Do you not remember who I am? Right. And mm -hmm. so I think sometimes we just forget that God is good. He is for us. First Peter 5 7 says he cares for us. So I can trust him. Mm -hmm. He is good. It's not just outcome determines whether he's good. He's good. So right, right. and I think kind of going off of what both you guys were saying, I think, at least for me in my life, like I know there's a lot of decisions that aren't necessarily black or white. Like it's not a moral good or evil decision. And so I'm thinking about it and I'm praying about it and I'm waiting for like a clear word from the Lord and a clear answer. This is what you should do. When a lot of times, like what I've realized when I found like in counsel, 
is sometimes God cares a lot less about what the specifics of that you're doing it and the heart behind what you're doing it. Like, is your heart submitted to him? Is it committed to him? Is it in pure place? I think a lot of our decisions, like there's very few decisions that you make in life that are life or death, that are irreversible. So if your heart is that you're pursuing the Lord and that you are going at it in that way, I think that matters a lot more than like the specifics of what you do. Because I think to like not making a decision is still a decision. And so we don't really have that option a lot in life. Yeah. I, I always think back to uh, when I was a high school pastor, talking with juniors and seniors in high school, and they're freaking out about life and where they're going to go to college and that kind of thing. They've done all the visits. They've gotten into their you know top two or three or whatever, and they were so afraid to say where they're going. And at the end of the day, it was like, okay, so you got into all of them. You liked all of them. They're all pretty much financially in the same situation. And I think as Christians, maybe we feel bad asking this question, but I would just ask kids, like, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Like, which campus got you most excited? Did you grow up a fan of that university? Then go. Like, it, it's okay to be excited about a, an option. Like you said, if 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 all th- other things being equal, it's like, I think God delights in his kids, in his creation, and says, hey, where do you want to go? I'll, 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 I'll work in your life regardless of what campus you go to, what job you take. I will be with you. And so sometimes, man, it's okay to say, like, what do I want to do? Do I want to go on that trip? Do I want to change jobs? Do I want to? And as long as we're, you know, running through the filters of, like, all right, what does God's word say on this and being faithful, that's an okay question to ask. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I kind of want to ask you guys a question, too, kind of moving to the next part of this, is what are some of the biggest decisions that you guys have made and, like, how have we worked through them and how have you gotten there? Right. I mean, I— the, one of the biggest ones that in the last year that Lewis and I both made was getting married to each other. You know, when we started dating, do we get married to each other? Both of us had come from different backgrounds in dating. And so both of us, uh, like many people, had our own kinds of baggage and our own kinds of weight that we were bringing into the relationship. Or so so we felt, you know, just all of the things that we'd experienced and been through. And so in the world of dating, it's confusing. It can be challenging. And we're navigating and figuring out, okay, do we want to do this thing forever? Do we want to be with each other and actually move forward into marriage? And I remember that being a very stressful season. So I never want to take the podcast lightly that we do about dating because it is stressful <laughs> yeah. and it is very confusing. Well, that's just a different kind of F word, right? Forever. Forever. It's exactly. like, oh my Lord, what the is The other F word. Forever. <laughs> that's exactly it's it. terrifying. <laughs> and I think we've seen that come to light even more in the last year now walking in marriage of, oh, We had an idea of what this commitment was going to look like, but now that we are in it, it's a choice every single day to continue to make that commitment when I don't feel like it or whenever, uh, you know, we disagree on something or I don't have those same butterfly type feelings that I did on our first day ever. Uh, Those things evolve and they grow and I'm more in love with him today than I ever was when we were dating, but it was still a big decision to make of, all right without knowing the future, without knowing what our relationship is going to look like in 10 years, in 20 years, in 40 years, Mm. am I still, do I have enough to go off of in the present to be able to make a good informed decision about moving forward to commit my life to this person for the rest of forever? And yeah, put like that, that feels really weighty. And we're still walking in that and all of the unknowns of today and tomorrow and the next five years. And so I think for me, some of the things that helped me as I was making that decision and walking through that process was a lot of alone time with the Lord, getting away, spending time with God, taking then what 
I felt was being revealed and what I was learning with my alone time with the Lord back to the people that I was doing life with and just really honestly and openly processing through that with them as well, inviting them in to ask me the hard questions, inviting them in to see the blind spots that maybe I was missing, uh, getting them around my family, getting them around those people that I have in my closest circle so that they're not only hearing it from me, but they're also getting to build a relationship with him as well so that they can speak into it more appropriately. Um, and then, yeah, just moving forward in honest conversation with him, seeing if we're lined up in the same ways. And then at some point it did come to this place where we're like, we're going to have to just kind of take a leap of faith in this as well. All of these factors seem to line up. All of these things seem really great, but there's an element of faith, I think, to really any decision that you're making, even the decision to follow the Lord, you know, there's a huge element of faith in that. And so getting to that place of, okay, God, I'm going to trust you whenever I can't fully see how this is going to end and have faith that you're bigger than any decision that I'm going to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of big decisions in my life, but every every one was the biggest decision of my life in the season that I made it, right? So, um, you know, when I was, my the first big decision was college. Where am I going to go? Um, I did the opposite of what you just talked about. Um, <laughs> I did not pray about it. I did not seek wise counsel about it. I got in. And took that as a sign from God because it was a miracle they got in. I was like, all right, God, if I got in, I better go. Like that's that's all that's how I made the, this life-changing decision was I got in, I better go. Gotta go. And uh that was it, you know. And so, and then the next big decision was spending my summers and giving my summers during college to a summer camp. Like I I I ended up doing nine summers. But I remember how I made that decision. It was not prayerful. I did not pray about it. Um, it was literally, <laughs> this is ridiculous, <laughs> but this is God's sovereignty, right? So, I mean, I went to the, the little camp film thing and I watched the, the promo video. And I remember thinking in my head, if those girls are counselors at a, and they're Christians, they are beautiful. And I want to work there. I want to be around those females. And so I applied. And again, I got, they offered me a job. I'm like, well, must be God's will. All right, let's go. Like, I didn't pray about it. I didn't seek wise counsel about it. I just, I wanted to be around hot Christian girls. And so, but here's here's, <laughs> proximity. here's the thing. That's right. I increased my proximity. Um, is God still used it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he changed my life through those two decisions that I did not pray about, that I did not seek wise counsel. I'm not advising this. I'm just saying mm-hmm. God's going to do what he's going to do. I would not be sitting here doing this podcast if those two things didn't happen. And so... Um, yeah, those, I mean, I well, think— that reminds me of Proverbs 19, 21. It's just many of the plans of a person's heart, but the Lord's purpose that prevails. Just like, yep. we can do whatever 100%. we want, but like, the Lord's sovereign, and he's just going to make it God happen. knew I was a fool. He's, <laughs> he's, like, like, he's okay, like, bless Andy. this man's heart. If that's what's going to take to get you on this track, then all right, let's go. Um, and it was, I mean, I, I didn't know Romans 8, 28. I didn't know that when I was in high school. I didn't know that in college. And now, like, that's the verse I go to back, I go back to more than any other verse. Mm. All right, this is what it says. And I'm going to read 20, 29 as well. It says, we know that in all things, God works together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined. So this is what he's doing. This is what he's doing. This is a good purpose, to be conformed to the image of his son. So it's not, hey, it's he's just going to do what feels good. He's going to do what's good for you because he knows what he's going to do is going to make you more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so that way I can look at decisions that I make and whether they turn out the way I thought they did or not, 
I can trust the Lord that, all right, he's going to use even this um, to mold me and shape me for his purposes and be conformed into the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's what I want with my life. And so whether it's, hey, I, I passed, I got accepted to a college, I got in, I better go, or marriage, God's mm-hmm. going to work it. Well, I remember we were talking about this passage a few weeks ago when I was teaching it, and you were talking about that with me, and I just remember that light bulb moment that I had, like, okay, like, my ultimate good is to be conformed like Christ. Yes. Like, that's just such a big, like, exhale moment when you realize, like, okay, like, I don't have to finagle all of my decisions in this way to do this certain thing to make my life fit, like, this puzzle piece. Like, my ultimate good is to become like Christ. And so if yeah. I'm pursuing that goal, like, that is God's plan for my the life. The way I think about that is my, my hope and my goal is not Andy in a better situation. It's Andy being conformed to my Savior. Mm-hmm. That is my hope. Yeah. And and God's all about that. And so he and we may make it more difficult on ourselves by making different decisions, but he's faithful and he's good. And so— Romans 8, 28 and 29, man, changed my life, changed my view of decisions, changed my view, took a lot of anxiety out of decision-making because I'm like, God's going to work all things. So I could go to this college or that college. I could marry this person or I could marry that person. I could take this job or that job. I could, And God's still going to be mm-hmm. faithful to work in our life to conform us to the image of his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, the probably the big decision that I made was when I was switching jobs. So if I haven't talked to you guys, like I was very much a corporate PR girly before I took this job. And the very last thing that I wanted to do was ministry. And so I remember um, just kind of that summer where we were talking about it and praying about it. I, it was very much not on my radar things that I wanted to do. And so I remember I brought in counsel. I talked to you. I talked to our previous women's director. I talked to my friends. I talked to my family. I think that's probably one of the things that helped me the most in that time of life. Like, okay, like I had never saw myself doing this ever. And so this is a blind spot that I have in my life. So let me ask people around me kind of yeah. what they see and how they see my giftings and how they see me working because this is just a mental block that I have up that I didn't want to do that. And so I think for me, eventually that led me to taking this job and doing a whole career switch for right now. And it was one of the best things I've ever made, but it was one that I never thought I would be making. And so that kind of leans into our second question. Is Wait, like, hold on just a second. I want to clarify one thing. I what? have made decisions where I've prayed about it. <laughs> I have made decisions You're where I saw so wise glad counsel. That you clarified that. I don't just respond with my, the first thought. Like I got in, I go like. So here, here's one that I agree. My biggest decision was marrying Taylor, and I can maybe talk about that another time. But I remember when I changed jobs. I'm a six in Egram, and so I do not like change. And I remember I went to my my mentor and I said, "Hey, what do you think?" And he challenged me. This is the this is the blessing of going to community, right? He asked me a question that I would have never, ever, ever thought about. He's like, well, do you think this is God's will for your life? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, well, here, let's figure this out. He goes, when you, if they offer you the job, do not ask them how much they're going to pay you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, as a you know, 30 year old, I'm like, um, what are you talking? About? I'm, I am married. I like, I've got to, I got to know. He's like, no, no, no. He goes, Andy, money does strange things to God's will. Mm. And I was like, wow, I have never thought about that. Take the money off of it is this what God's calling me to do? Regardless, if I get paid more or less. And so again, that, that man, that really helped clarify the decision-making process for me because I it, mm-hmm. it took out what was, my heart was wrapped around. Mm-hmm. So let's take that off the table. Do you trust God? Now do you hear God? All right, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. That's Sorry, good. I cut you off. What's, the, what's, the, what's our next thought? Uh, the next one is just kind of what are some things that you would have done differently in making decisions? I know for me, like we talked about this before we started recording, 
is I am an Enneagram 7, and so alone time and solitude is, like, my—it's just—it goes against everything in my being. And so we were talking. It's like, I just wish something I would have done more of when I was in that decision-making process was just kind of sitting alone with the Lord and knowing His thoughts on it. I think it would just give me a lot more peace because I talked a lot about community and a lot of people around me. And while they gave me a pretty concise answer, like, I also am not naive enough to think that the Lord is speaking the same thing through every single person around me all the time. And so just kind of having that time with Him to have that discernment of, okay, this is what my community is saying and also supporting, like, this is what God is telling me as well. And so just kind of that double backing there, I think it would give me probably a lot more peace in my heart about the decision when I made it. If I would have just yeah. kind of taken that time to stop and be still like, okay, this is what my friends want. This is what my advisors think. This is what my family wants. But like, what does the Lord want me to do independently? Yeah. I mean, I, I, would, I would say similar to what I just said. Like, I would seek out more counsel. But honestly, if I could go back and do those decisions again, or the decisions that I make now, the number one thing I would tell young Andy is ask yourself and sit with the Lord asking, God, do you have an opinion on this? Mm. Right? Because like we, we just got off talking about money at the gathering of this ownership versus stewardship mentality mm-hmm. is that as a follower of Christ, my life is not my own. I, I've given my life to Jesus. And so the first question is, God, what would you have me do? Do you have an opinion on what I should do with my life, where I should go? Like That would be the first thing I would tell my young self is, mm-hmm. Andy, quit thinking about just what you want. Quit thinking that you can screw things up and say, God, what do you want for me? What would you – you've wired me and made me a certain way. Is this, is this where you want me to go? And then let what I want to do be on the back burner. Yeah, yeah. And for myself, I would say I have just spent way too much time in my life worrying about the things that now I can't even remember what I was so anxious about when I was in the middle of making a decision. You know, it's yeah. it's that whole thing of, is this going to matter really tomorrow or in a week from now? If not, why am I caring about it so much yeah. in this moment? And I think about that with the decisions that I have made. I mean, I have allowed myself to be the person that's lost sleep. I have allowed myself Mm. to be the person that has questioned God's goodness because of a decision that I have to choose one way or the other, you know. And so going back, you know, I don't know practically. Again, we we have actually been talking about a lot at crossings and even at the gathering, just how to navigate anxiety and to navigate worry and to be filled with the peace of the Lord. And so there's some practicals, of course, I'd go back and want to encourage myself with. But I think that would be the biggest thing of— gosh, am I just spending way too much time worrying about the things that God's already given me so much peace about? And uh, I saw someone the other day, I think it was just a tweet, was kind of put this on social media and it just said, if I'm to get to heaven someday, what a crazy thing it would be if God were to tell me that he made the world and created it for me to enjoy rather than to worry about. You know, mm. just this, this thought yeah. that seems so obvious, but I think we can get so lost in that the Lord has created the earth for us to enjoy, created relationships for us to enjoy, given us choices for us to enjoy, and a life for us to enjoy ultimately. And yet we can be so caught up in the small things and get really lost and really worried about them. And I don't want to be that person. I don't want to get to the end of my life and think back and, and wish that I had enjoyed the things that God had put on mm. my plate a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That's well, some good think, wisdom right there. Yeah. Going back to that, I feel like a lot of times for my hesitancy to make decisions, is it just that need for control. Yeah. That need, why I worry about the small stuff and why I sweat the small stuff because I want to be able to control every single variable. Like we were talking about earlier, why do we want to do that? It's because we don't believe that God's good. And we don't believe, not only do we believe that he's good, we don't believe he's going to be good 
to us and just kind of having to speak that truth over yourself and have your community speak it over you because I think that plays out very differently in our lives. What do you guys think? Well, yeah, I think understanding what our decisions say about what we believe about God is a really important process to think through. Is like, do I really believe that there is a God who loves and cares for me is going to work all things out for me, that I will be conformed to the image of Christ? Okay, if I do believe that, then that takes a lot of anxiety off the table. If I don't, then I'm going to have a lot of worry. Yeah. And so I just think, you know, whatever the numbers of how many verses in the Bible that said, do not be afraid, right? There's there's probably just as many to say, do not worry, for I am what? With you. It's not don't worry. It's all going to work out for you and the good, and you're going to get what you want. Is don't worry. I'm with you. That's the solution, is that as we make decisions, the Lord is with us. If you've surrendered your life to Christ, and you are a Christ follower, and you're you've put your faith in him, he is with you. The spirit of God is with you. And so we can rest (laughs) in the fact that the God of the universe who actually made you cell by cell, piece by piece is with you. And so then we can look at life as an adventure to be had versus, you know, a mistake to possibly make. (laughs) I think that's what we think about decisions. Like it's a mistake. It's a, it's a potential problem versus, Hey, what is God going to do in this? And that's that's just a change of of heart of hopeful expectation, trusting God, or anxiety ridden life because I'm trusting myself. I don't know which one you like, but I know which one <laughs> sounds a whole lot better to mm-hmm. me. Is that man? What would God do with this? Yeah. How could God work this in my life and use it to sharpen me and make me more like my son, make me more like Jesus? And then all of a sudden, life becomes more of an adventure. Like, what's God going to do today mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. how am I going to screw this up? How could I possibly screw this up? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, boom. There well, kind of just to throw in like a little, so what I was thinking about this as we were talking, uh, I was sitting down the other day with a friend and she is navigating a huge job, trans- potential job transition in her life. It's not like, am I going to work at Arby's or Sonic? It's very much like I'm going to be an aerospace engineer going to a teacher position. You just opposite ends of the spectrum, two totally different positions. And so for her to forgo what she's doing currently to do this new thing that she feels somewhat called to and is uh, seeing if the Lord is opening doors there in that direction is really a big thing for her. And it, it can cause a lot of stress. It can cause a lot of anxiety. And so we're sitting there talking about it. And I think she asked a really great question of, okay, what are some things practically then that I could be doing to explore and see, is God really calling me to this or... You know, am I just feeling a little burned out and need to change some of the things that I'm doing in my current position? And I need to stay here and just be faithful even in the uncomfortable. And so as we were having that conversation, uh, some things that came to mind were just, you know, do the next thing in that day, not thinking about the next week or the next month, but in the next day that you're given or in that day that you're given, in the present day that you're given, do the next thing of faithfulness that could lead you to a place of being more obedient to what you feel that God's calling you to do. Now, for some people, that job transition isn't going to be this gradual thing that you can just explore for yeah. you know a couple of days and figure out if this is the right thing for you to do. Um, but maybe you know it could look different for you in that next day. What's that next step of faithfulness and obedience? How can you serve someone uh, that could give you more exposure? You know, how can you get your feet wet in this area to see if this could be something that God's given you passions and talents for? 
I think there are little practical things along the way that might not produce those overwhelming results that we're yeah. wanting, yeah. Uh, but that we can walk into that can help us navigate those waters, especially whenever they're rocky. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. That's good. In conclusion, God is good. God is sovereign, and you are not big enough to mess up God's plan for your life. Yep, 100%. And you're not alone either. He's with you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us, guys. Bye.